0: Looking to sound like you know what's going on in the world? Social strategy, comedy, and other funny stuff? Well, join the club and settle in for the Jeff Dwaskin Show. It's not the podcast we deserve, but the podcast we all need. With your host, Jeff Dwaskin.
1: All right, Chuck! Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. You get us going each and every Week and this week is no exception. Welcome, everyone. I'm Jeff DeWaskin, and this is the Jeff DeWaskin Show. Welcome to episode 27. I'm finally over now my fear of going into the water, thanks to last week's episode where I talked to Carl Gottlieb and he got me kind of through all that. If you haven't heard that episode yet, check it out. Episode 26 with Carl Gottlieb, screenwriter of the movie Jaws. Coming up in just a little bit, I got an exciting guest for you. So excited. Legendary comedian Bob Zaney is in the house. That's right, Bob Zaney. It's crazy. We worked together in 2011 in a small city in Michigan called Kalamazoo at a place called The Rhino. And I called him up and said, hey, Bob, it's time we got together again. Let's talk. Let's talk. He said, who? And then we got together anyway. And so this is going to be a great conversation. It's coming up real soon. But first, a word from our sponsor. I want to thank you personally for supporting all the past sponsors of the Jeff Tawaskin Show. We can't do this without them. We can't do this without you. And your support means the world. Today's sponsor is Baby Wipes. That's right, Baby Wipes they're perfect for every need. You have a baby and it's got a dirty diaper and it's got a dirty tush. Just grab a baby wipe. That's right. Baby wipes are perfect for wiping that dirty butt. You're hot and you don't know how to cool off. Just grab yourself a baby wipe and you could just cool off by rubbing it all over your face. Jeff, are you saying rub a baby wipe all over your face? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're perfect for that. You walking around the house, you see dust all over the counter you see dust all over everything just grab yourself a baby wipe and then you can just wipe that dust right off baby wipes are perfect for everything everything you got herbs just sitting around you need to keep them fresh wrap them in a baby wipe and you'll stay fresh for as long as you need them to be fresh that's right baby wipes available everywhere you can find a baby Oh, man. Yeah. Everyone check out Baby Whites. Yeah, they're great. Uh, my wife and I, we have them and we use them for everything. There's a million uses for them. So definitely check them out. Support the sponsors. It's important. It's what helps us keep the lights on. Thank you very much. And now the social media tip. OK, today's tip, we're going to talk about Instagram. My Instagram for the show is at Jeff Show. Yes, that's the same as the one I use for Twitter, at Jeff Dewaskin Show. Very easy for you guys. Give us a follow if you don't follow us already. Speaking of which, a long time ago, my daughter overfollowed a lot of people helping me to try and build up the account. So I had like thousands and thousands of people and somebody I was talking to was like, why do you follow so many people? And I was like, oh, so I went into the Instagram app And there's, if you click on follows, it shows you the people that basically don't care about you for the last 90 days. So I just started unfollowing them using the Instagram app. And you can do maybe up to 500 a day. So I was trying to just kind of speed up the process of making my ratio look a little better. And all of a sudden, I started hitting these limits and like I started getting these weird pop ups. And then Instagram all of a sudden says, Oh, well, you got to change your password. And I'm like, What? So I changed my password. And then they're like, A third party app was trying to attack you. And I'm like, third-party app. Now, yes, I had looked at a third-party app like eight months ago, never used it, wasn't using it at this point. But Instagram's like, no, you're this is bad. You're using a third party app to gain likes and followers. I'm like, likes and followers. I'm unfollowing people using your app. And so they made it so I couldn't tag people. I couldn't like people. I could just post, but then couldn't even comment on my own posts. I had to then go in with my personal at Big Macher account and then make a caption for the at Jeff Tawaskin show show posts. Pain in the butt. And they kinda limited me for weeks. I was finally set free on november 1st but i mean they wouldn't listen to dms they have no emails their entire help system none of them is hey we accused you of something did you not do this there's zero way to to fight that so i just basically had to sit there and wait it was so frustrating that these big accounts just no jury you're guilty boom anyway point is one don't use a third-party app. I wasn't, but don't. I'm saying don't. And two, just be careful. Even if you using the app, if you use it to the max, they're going to get all cranky and, and possibly shut you down. So be careful out there. That's all I'm saying on the Instagram. And that's the social media tip. And I want to thank... Everyone who has subscribed and liked and shared The Jeff Duaskin Show on their social medias, it means the world to me, it really does. Every time you subscribe or leave a five-star review, it helps other people find the podcast. So definitely get out there and share it. I did want to do a shout-out to the We Be Geeks Network that has us as a part of their podcast collective. Thanks to them. I also want to give a shout out to the Humbly app. That's an app that I mentioned on last week's podcast. It's a pretty cool app. You can listen to any podcast on Apple Podcasts. You choose a charity. Every time you listen to an episode, they make a donation to the charity of your choice. So I want to thank them for featuring us on their app. That's very cool. Check that out. That's Humbly. Lots of great stuff out there. And so I'm excited to bring it to you. But you know what I'm most excited to bring you? I'm most excited to bring you this conversation I had with legendary comedian Bob Zaney. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited. Special guest on my show He's a regular on Bob and Tom. You saw him in Joe Dirt, the informant. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for legendary comedian Bob Zaney. Bob, welcome to the show.
0: Well, thank you, Jeff. And you became Kamala Harris there for a second, started laughing at your own <laughs> insincerity. Uh, I really, I'm insincere. excited. I'm calling The Mitten. I love The Mitten, by the way.
1: Yes. Yes. We worked together in The Mitten in 2011. I know you work with a million people. In Kalamazoo, Michigan, at a place called The Rhino. It was like just two one-nighters.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I know what you're talking Phil Phil Agidian.
1: Yes. Yeah. Phil's place.
0: Did he get to keep his club or did he get, did that fall through too?
1: I don't know. I haven't, it was one of those things where he's like, I love you, Jeff. And then I never heard from him again.
0: (laughs) Well, you you know, sometimes you have to remind them, (laughs) you know, know. comics I I have this discussion with them. they act like, well, they should remember me. No, they don't. Trust me. When I ran for the American, I ran for it. I was nominated for a club comic of the year, the American comedy awards and I talked to the uh, club owners and they would say, they don't remember who was there last week, let alone six months ago. Oh, so yeah. No, no. We'll move the... on, you know. And no, let's I... face it, you have an act that's very forgettable. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you can use that in your press kit. By the way, I love the curtain in the background. That's a nice touch.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it blocks the light.
0: <laughs> it does it or is that the green room? Is that your green room? Where you are going? By the way, I was just on the. I was just doing a Zoom call with CNN's Jeffrey Tubin, but he had to get off early.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm getting off right now.
0: Oh, you just... Thank you. <laughs> I can see the angle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm learning all about this. The whole new Zoom world. I can't wait till this 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 fat is over. Right, right, right. I want to get back to texting.
1: I know. I don't. What is what is someone like Jeff
0: Tubin even thinking? <laughs> it's like... Because no one's going to go. Out, well, you know what it doesn't matter does it no Uh, no. good things happen to good people remember that (laughs) that's all you have to always remember so uh we work together and i don't remember you but i think it's for the best because now you can earn my respect (laughs) through your podcast now what's that on the wall behind you is that a proclamation from the city of westfield (laughs) is it from the mall people
1: (laughs) You were seeing a picture of my ketubah, which is a Jewish marriage license. Oh, very And then nice. over there uh, is a, some photo, 8x10 photos that I picked up at some Comic Cons. So. And
0: is that a Detroit Lions yarmulke? Because it's very nice.
1: <laughs> the uh, yarmulke is actually Detroit Tigers. but. <laughs> right.
0: I, I've been to Israel twice. So I, uh, I, I love uh, Have you been to Israel?
1: I've been to Israel three times, and I don't say that to one-up you. Tell me about your times. Did you do comedy tours in Israel? Yeah,
0: I did. Kobe, uh, for a cause, it's, uh helps out the victims of terrorism, the kids, and it's a really great cause, but I've all over, you know, I've been the Western Wall. My favorite was when I was in Tel Aviv. Don't you think, have you been to Los Angeles? Yes. Yeah. Don't you feel like when you're in Tel Aviv, it seems like LA a little bit? I mean, when I was there, that's what I sensed.
1: Yeah, Tel Aviv is like a city. It's like a normal city, yeah, like a New York or like you know, right. like L.A. And then it doesn't have the historic vibe because it has no his. It has not. It doesn't have the same history as like a Jerusalem or any of.
0: No, not at all. But I, it's interesting. There's a place called Mike's Place. It's a bar for the Americans. So I went there because you know I'm an American. I was a Cub Scout and a Weeblo for a week. So I go in. And this this bartender looks like a surfer from Santa Monica. I mean, he just looked like some guy I grew up with. Right. So I said, hey, man, I'm from L.A. He says, I've been to Louisiana and I'm just going. He gave me the postal code. You understand?
1: (laughs) I do. He wasn't wrong. He
0: He wasn't wrong. But who knows the postal code of Louisiana? I guess they do in Israel. But anyway, it's great being on the show here. By the way, I do want to point out I got a dry bark comedy special. I don't know if you know about that or not.
1: Yeah, I think I handled that well. I just watched it, actually. Oh, you did? I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring it up. Yeah, it was great.
0: You're very low key. It's like I'm in charge of the interview and I have to keep these things moving.
1: I was letting you, I, I like to let people talk and, you know, I don't like, I don't like to jump in and stuff like that, but I was going to bring up the dry bar special. It was really good. I watched it on the free app. Everyone should check it out. Yep. I originally saw it cause uh, it was, we have a mutual friend, Sam Quasman and oh yeah, he, well, he has it posted all over his page. So I happened to watch it.
0: Is that why you found it though? Cause I'm going to owe Sammy now. now I'm going to have to owe Sammy because his posting helped me get you to watch it.
1: Yes, well, I did. I did see it from him. Yeah, he. You can give him so his efforts to support his friend Bob Zaney. He definitely helped you out. It was good. How was it? I mean, you have to be so clean there, right? I mean, they they can just. I've heard stories where they the dry bar special you'll do a whole set and they just cut things out or they won't air it. You 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 have to be pretty.
0: You have to be yeah, but see, clean is such the interpretation. I I I, you know I can do a clean show. I did the Jerry Lewis Telethon for seventeen years. Live, live, 17 years, and I co hosted. And, you know, people say, Can you be clean? I go, Do you think I said the F word? And and they invited me back. Yes, I can be clean, but I also can be an adult too when I want to. It's a fine, it's a fine line to walk, I think.
1: Definitely. And it is, it's up to interpretation, whoever has it. I always had the hardest problem. Everyone's like, oh, Jeff, be clean. And like, then some people would be like, you are clean. And then some people like, you're not clean.
0: Oh, I, yeah, I can do a show where I'm pretty adult. And then people will come up to me and say how clean I was. I go, on, did you see the same show? Or do you think I'm the middle act?
1: <laughs> everyone's interpretation is different. So yeah. tell me, how does the Dry Bar special, that's, it's newer? When did it debut?
0: Uh, it just, uh, about a month ago and now on YouTube, they're showing clips about two weeks ago. We're getting some heat on the Goodwill tour where I go to the Goodwill and other thrift stores and buy stuff and report back to the audience. It's I saw that. Cool.
1: You had some good stuff in there.
0: <laughs> and, and, but that, you know, I wrote that bit in like 20 minutes cause I just went and I started picking things up and then it, it snowballs, but it's funny. The comments I'm getting, some people go, well, you shouldn't make fun of people who shop at the Goodwill. And I go, did you see the bit? Because I'm not. I'm making fun of the stuff I bought at the Goodwill. There's some people who should never ever be involved in comedy. And we gotta really start just sending them a notice.
1: People take everything. People just their default these days is just to be offended by everything. Right.
0: And you know what? That's a you know, something I've been doing for about twenty five years is my closer is if I've offended anybody, how about that? Because that's that's it all. I mean, there's no there's no way around anything, you know. People will be offended by what they're offended. So I say make a list so I can do a shorter show.
1: <laughs> well, that's how you started your show. They told me to be clean and this well, and yeah. that. And they go, thank you very much. Can I-
0: <laughs> that, you know, that that's my corporate opener. <laughs> and I'll tell you, <laughs> the first time I ever did that, I, I actually was uh, asked to perform at a 40-year anniversary of a temple in Encino, California. And the guy that hired me is a goy, right? So I go to the temple, and he's wearing this yarmulke. And I said, well, why are you wearing a yarmulke? I thought you weren't Jewish. He said, oh, it shows respect in the temple. I said, well, should I wear one? He said, no. And then and I started running jokes by him. And each joke, he went, no, you shouldn't do that. No, no, don't do that one. You shouldn't do that one at all. And then finally, he says, just go out there and have fun. And that's when I wrote that bit. Because that, <laughs> right there, it kind of alleviates everyone's fears or whatever. And they go how ridiculous the whole thing is. I mean, yes, you can go too far, but I, cho- I choose not to.
1: No, it's good. It's, yeah, people just are just too sensitive, too sensitive. I, I did a clean show once and it was like, it was for this corporate thing at some hotel. I think most of the people were almost dead. I mean, that's how old they were. Right. It was like 20 minutes of clean material. And then I go and do, I go to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Have you played Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle? Oh, yeah.
0: I actually hosted a show, Comcast Comedy Spotlight. We did about five or six episodes from there back in the uh, early 2000s.
1: Awesome.
0: I've done a couple of things, Jeff, but go ahead. Tell me.
1: (laughs) I know you're a legendary comedian, Bob Zane. So we, I, I do, they walk in and it's like a church group and they're like, oh, you got to be clean, super clean. I'm like, oh, okay. I just did a clean set. I'll do it. No problem. I do the clean set. I walk into the bar afterwards This woman walks up and goes, oh my God, Jeff. And it was like one of the 20 people that was at the corporate show saw me twice. And this is the exact show she saw twice. Thinks I'm like the cleanest comedian ever. And like, it's just not even... It's not even my... It's
0: not who you are. It's not
1: who I am. But she just happened to randomly be at only those two shows.
0: But the only thing people can ever really believe is what they see in front of them at that very moment. They don't believe... It's kind of like this political season when people are going back and forth of what they said in the past, and you tell somebody who's never heard it, I don't believe you. And then you show the tape, you go, oh, they only believe what's now. They don't really believe what's there or what's in the future. So you're a clean comedian now, Jeff, face it.
1: That's who I am. Wait, so did you work direct with Jerry Lewis? <laughs> How did
0: yes. You? Yeah, Jerry. Well, the reason I, it's interesting. In 19, I think, 93, Bud Freeman at the improv had 10 comics come out to the improv and tape uh, an hour segment that they were going to show on the overnights. And Jerry actually was there to host. So I went in, I did my thing and whatever. So the next year during the, teleth- uh, I think it was like two days before the telethon, talent c- uh, coordinator, Eddie Foy III. I don't know if you ever heard of Eddie Foy and the Seven Little Foys. They were no. a famous team back in the w- w- way, way, way. I, I had to look them up, okay? That's <laughs> how long ago it was. He calls me. I'm in Hawaii with my beautiful wife. I'm performing. And I have a night off. He says, can you come and do the telethon? We'll fly you there and then fly you back. And I, had the, I was able to fly there. I did the telethon in studio with Jerry and Ed, and then I flew back. And then after that, they said, you know, it, le- it led to co-hosting and everything else. So I just did a public service announcement that Kevin Hart's going to be doing a telethon, I guess, a virtual one. So I'm part of a part of that.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I just I did just see that something on TikTok. There was some TikTok thing eh? talking about Kevin Hart and the MDA. So yeah, I'm cool. still
0: trying to get past TikTok. So I am not <laughs> on TikTok <laughs> just yet.
1: Well, you should go and t- You should do your oh, zany report on uh, uh, oh, TikTok. Please.
0: I'm so yeah. exhausted by all the mediums. <laughs> you know, I got podcast. I have everything. And it's like, at, there's a point where you go, what do I promote? How about this? Macari.com. I have my own store there. I just listed these wacky packages. Do you remember these stickers?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. I had, I, had to, I had all those.
0: This is from the 70s. I have like all of them down here, but I'm just putting some test ones out to see if anyone's interested. So go to Macari.com. I just put it up, buy it, and say you saw me on the Jeff uh, podcast, and guess what I'm going to do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I'm just going just to accept you. You know, how about you do a special bid form, not too low because I pay shipping, and then I'll know it's you.
1: Okay, you I can w- send I will me do a message.
0: That. They can send me a message, by the way.
1: Okay, but I have, can...
0: I, have a, I have the informant, the movie that I, I play Matt Damon's attorney in. I have the script from that I'm selling along with the DVD. So people can actually read the script and see what made it into the movie and what didn't.
1: Did you sign the script?
0: Yes, of course I signed it. I don't, Sometimes I never assume that when I'm selling merch after a show, you know, I'll just sell them something. So well, aren't you going to sign it? And I go, well, I, you know, if you want me to, that's fine. Yeah. I don't assume because it becomes embarrassing when they say, no, don't.
1: Did Matt Damon sign it?
0: No, Matt didn't sign it. Of course not.
1: Now, the, inform- the informant, which one is that? Is that the one where he goes to Mars? No, I'm just
0: kidding. No, yeah, he does. And uh, him and I, I'm the one that got him the potatoes that he dips in the val- in the uh, Vicodin. <laughs> no, he. it's the one. It's it's the story about Archer, Daniel Middleton, the uh, price uh, fixing controversy. And he plays this guy who works for the company who thinks he's doing a good thing by whistleblowing. Well, he isn't. And it's a great movie. A lot of comedians in there, a lot of stand-ups. I, some of the I did a scene with uh, Tommy Smothers, Rick Overton, Tom Papa. Some of the you know some of the great.
1: That's a hell of a crew.
0: No, there's a lot of great stand-ups in that. Tom Wilson's in it. He's a friend of mine from Back to the Future. Played Biff.
1: Yeah, I worked with Biff. I just yeah, posted a picture of me and him on my Instagram.
0: <laughs> he's a good guy. Was he nice to you?
1: He was so nice to me. Yeah. He right.
0: has to be because he played a bully. You know when I met Rickles, I've met Rickles twice. He was so Todd Glass on I. You know who Todd is.
1: Yes, Todd Glass. Okay, hilarious. this is like
0: early 1990, 91. We were working at the Riviera in Las Vegas, and Rickles is downtown at the Gold Nugget. And I know his manager, so I set it up to go see him do a show with Todd, and then go backstage to meet him. And Todd was so insecure. We're walking to the back of the room to meet Rickles, and he, Todd turns to me and says, "Well, if this doesn't work out, Bob, I know someone else who can set this." I'm going, Todd. We're walking to the back of the room. So anyway, we got a great photo. I I actually sold that along with a hockey puck from Western Michigan. I got on the road once at my McCary site.
1: Nice. Somebody bought nice. that.
0: It should yeah, there should be it somewhere there.
1: Yeah, Don Rickles. I hear is Billy. I was talking to Billy Van Zant, and he he worked with him on a show, and he said that Don Rickles is the great. Well,
0: it's because he's on stage and he's a lot, he can get all that out. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, th- this really dates me, but back in the early, late '80s, I was doing roasts. At the Friars Club in Beverly Hills, and I got to work with Milton Burrow and Red Buttons. And those guys were filthy offstage because they're from the school where they couldn't be filthy on stage, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Rubbed elbows with many, many people.
0: You know, I, it's, I got to work with Rodney Dangerfield for two years. I worked for him. I booked his clubs in Vegas and in Beverly Hills, but also I did his HBO special. And then with Jerry Lewis, I got that connection. So, you know, I, I've been I always tell young comics starting. and I say, just hang out with the really good ones. You'll learn something. Don't hang out with the bad ones who are bitter and think they should be headlining.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should be headlining. No, but well, the um... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I always I was...
0: get that. I, I, I bet you came up to me and said, you know, I usually headline and I always like to say I usually open. Boy, did you get screwed on this one?
1: <laughs> no i never said that i always thought those people were douchebags even coming up i had the sense it was always embarrassing when the feature would say that to the headliner because the headliner would be like dude what up just be happy you got a job and yeah. you know
0: what you're not if you're in a comedy club you're not really a headliner share and elton john here in vegas they're headliners okay you just happen to be at the club closing the show
1: exactly exactly well so tell me a story about rodney Dangerfield. what was he like
0: he, you know, I, he was a complicated man, okay, but uh, he was a good guy. He was very good to me. I learned a lot from him. We, there's, a, there's a few stories. My favorite was uh, we had gone to Las Vegas to look at the club and do some stuff. We flew in, and then we get fogged in at the airport, and we're sitting at the airport, my business partner and I, and across the way is Gabe Kaplan. And we were working for Gabe, too. I was booking comedians for his Sports Nuts show on the radio. So Rodney says, go talk to Gabe and see if he wants to share a jet to get home. So I become the negotiator. And I go over to Gabe. They both didn't like each other. So I go over to Gabe. And then Gabe would say, well, tell Rodney this. And I'd tell Rodney that. And it just fell apart. So I end up renting a car. And we drove back to Los Angeles. And it's got to be like 1 o'clock in the morning. We crossed the California state line. Rodney's in the back seat. And he's drunk and passed out. We get pulled over by the California highway patrol. I guess I was speeding and I said, well, hi officer, what's wrong? And all of a sudden Rodney popped up from the back of the car and said, hello officer. And the cops said, Hey Rodney, how about an autograph? And we'll forget the whole thing. Okay, sure. Signs autograph. Now you slow down young man. Okay. He walks away. Rodney passes out. We get home.
1: That's one way to get out of a ticket. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) I didn't even see that one coming. He was a good guy. And, uh, you know, I, I did the I did his last HBO special, which is interesting. People go, well, what happened with that? I said, by the time he did his last special, every channel had a comedy show. So they weren't really special anymore. Because when they first started out, there was like only a couple comedy show specials that people would watch. But I mean, there was Evening at the Improv, Comedy on the Road, Comic Strip Live. You go down the line of, you know, George Slaughter's Comedy Club. So it was oversaturated, the market, by the time I got to do it.
1: Well, at least you got to do it. That's so cool. It's still good.
0: I got some tape, man. I got tape, okay? It's a link, okay, a link.
1: You got some cred?
0: Some I got got cred. cred? (laughs) You know, I beat Carrot on Star Search. You got to give him props. (laughs) No, I did. That's a true story. In fact, he's coming back now here to Vegas. He shows the clip of me beating him on Star Search. So when I'm performing in town, I'm at one club while they're showing a clip of me at another club. casino that's how big i am okay
1: that's a hey what year did you win
0: star search it, i didn't win i got to the oh. semifinals. 1992
1: 1992 who won
0: that year felicia michaels you know gotcha. who she is i don't there you go doesn't that say at all tara <laughs> top and i didn't make it okay
1: well hey you know what? you you turned out okay you turned out okay <laughs> yeah I, I,
0: <laughs> on, when am I sounding bitter? No. Hey, no. <laughs> I'm thinking about listing the Batman movie on VHS. Do you think people might be interested in that?
1: I think people might want the Batman movie. The original, this is the
0: Adam West. Version. Yeah, this is Adam West. I got to sit next to him. I got stories on both of them if you want. Yeah, that's him. Okay, well, Adam West, I sat next to him on a plane in first class. And we just, you know, cordially said hi. I knew who he was, but I didn't want to bother him. But every flight attendant kept coming up to him. And he was working that cabin like a showgirl he, he was getting out phone numbers i mean the guy's 75 and they still the ladies loved him and him bert he's a facebook friend that's all i'm gonna say because he's still alive
1: that's uh that's awesome yeah i just watched a cool documentary on adam west it was about his family trying to get him the star in the hollywood walk of fame it was good of well, course you
0: have to pay for that you know
1: yeah, I know. I think it. Some they must have had to get approved, and then you pay for it.
0: I, right, you have to yeah. get approved. There's only they only give about twelve, I think, a year or so. But uh, you know, when I first I grew up in West Covina, which is a suburb of L.A. And I was about 18 to 19. I moved to the Valley of Los Angeles and I became a messenger and I would deliver to all the studios. I used to deliver to Adam West house and Pacific Palisades packages and stuff. And there's all these people that I delivered to that I ended up somehow working with over the years, which is a, like Johnny Carson. He used to go to the tonight show and uh, I would deliver packages. And then the DeLorean, he had, he was an investor in DeLorean. Did you know that?
1: I didn't know he was DeLorean. an investor.
0: Yeah, he he had the car and everything, and I remember seeing it in his parking spot all the time, and then I'd go out to Beverly Hills to deliver, you know, envelopes and letters and all that stuff. And then years later, I'd do The Tonight Show, so how about that?
1: That's pretty awesome. Are you going to write a book? You need to write a book. You got all these... uh...
0: Well, I have a documentary called Close But No Scar that came out in 2012, and it covers the first 50 years, and I think I'm going to write the book because it covers like 5% of what really you can get in a documentary. I would suggest anyone to watch that if they're a comedian. You know, you'll laugh till you cry, and then you'll laugh again.
1: Definitely. Can you, is it streaming anywhere?
0: I think Amazon, you can, it might be streaming on Amazon, but I know you can get it from there for sure.
1: Okay. We will check that
0: Close, out. but no cigar.
1: Close, but no cigar, because you are known to have a cigar right. on stage.
0: So, and I bang. talked about how close I've been to superstardom, and it didn't happen. And uh, being on this podcast with you, Jeff, proves that point.
1: Yes, well, you, you wait till it airs and then let's see who's making fun of it. Uh,
0: then let's <laughs> see who's laughing. <laughs> Nobody is watching me. You seem too nice to be doing stand-up. You need a little bit of an edge, okay? <laughs> that's
1: why I switched to podcasting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a hurtful business. I don't know why. You know, that's why I don't understand celebrities who work so hard to get wherever they're at and then they feel guilty about it. You know, look, you work hard. It's a hard job and it's a mental job. It's not a, you know, physical job, obviously, but it's mentally being rejected all the time. You're the product on the shelf and people are walking by it all the time.
1: Exactly. You're always putting yourself out there. Always yeah. putting yourself out yeah. there.
0: Especially with this podcast.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and
0: now have you had Tom Selleck on yet? Because I think he would love your hat.
1: Tom Selleck would love. Him. I went his Tom Selleck with this hat, actually, and I wore the fake mustache. And, and when is Magnum P.I. once for Halloween? Now, and, you can imagine anyone just wearing a hat and a fake mustache. I obviously just look like a 70s porn star. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, that's true. But he looked like a 70s porn star when he was Magnum. True. So what's that's the true. difference?
1: Yes, that was, a, that was a good year. I'll, I'll send you a picture.
0: <laughs> Please do. I get, get on my feed. Is it a feed? It's my, <laughs> Have it's we gone the, viral yet? Am I viral? The,
1: it's on the gram. Um,
0: By the way, COVID-19, when it hits seven, uh, COVID, forget the joke, COVID-19, when it hits 19, COVID-19, when it hits 20, sell. I want you (laughs) to keep all that in. That's how tough this business is. I don't know about you, but out here in Las Vegas, when it first started, this whole lockdown stuff, the price gouging, I, I, it was bad. I don't know how many times I heard price check at the Dollar Tree. (laughs) two, three, four. And I learned this COVID-19 can live four days on a toilet seat beating out Elvis by three. (laughs) I told, I told that joke in Memphis. I got nothing, nothing. No, but you know, it's funny that joke will get a laugh, like a half laugh and half the audience goes, Ooh. And I go, I think EP would have laughed at that. He had a (laughs) sense of humor, you know?
1: He would have laughed. That was that was, that was was funny. I, well, I, hey, I have a question for you. So yeah. you started out, one of your first gigs was the gong show.
0: <laughs> yep. The gong show, I was 15 when I started auditioning. And then uh, right when I turned 16, I actually got the program. So I count 15 as my start in show business. But uh, yes, I was on the gong show with Chuck Barris. And uh, people say, well, did you get gonged? And no, I did not. And, and I'll tell you what happened was I was doing my act and it was so bad. A man dressed like a nun with a big net pulled me off the stage. So for that, it was considered a specialty act. So I got paid $109.25 and a waffle iron. And my parents were really angry because we were a pancake family. But anyway, the point <laughs> is, I got paid for this, you know, and I had been painting houses with my dad since I was five. And, you know, you work all day and you're covered in paint, and you kind of hate yourself and life. And I went, wait a second, I can make money at this. So I always say if I didn't get that check, I may have never been a stand up, but it kind of you know, gave me the enticement. But my favorite story about the Gong Show was I auditioned two other times and was turned down. And one of them, I don't know why to this day, you know who Murray Langston, the unknown comic is from the Gong Show? You know Show? who the unknown comic yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Bag on his head. He's a yeah. dear friend. We did a movie together with Linda Blair. That's another story, but. So I had a paper bag, and I put it over my body with just my head exposed. And I said I was the Unknown Comics half-brother. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty inventive, 1977, 78. Cutting edge. And they said no. Oh, man. Yeah.
1: So they'd probably still be on the air today. Had, well, had you know it. It been, Yeah,
0: that's it. <laughs> but you know would have been funny was if, they, if I did it and then he came out. Yes. Been into, we would, then we'd never been friends and did a movie together and all that. So,
1: At any point when you were on The Gong Show, did you see any hands of Chuck Barris being a CIA assassin?
0: Yes. In fact, uh, I was on the fifth show. We taped five that day. And in between the third and fourth show, him and I went out and did a hit. <laughs> no. I don't know. You want to know a great story about that, though? The uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, the Chuck Barris book that became a movie, George Clooney did. So, Murray Langston, you know, was supposed to be in the movie, and he gets to the part where he's going to play the unknown comic, right? So, they, they get to the, you know, right before they start filming, So we decided to go with someone who's younger. He had a bag over his head. Do you understand how difficult this business is? <laughs> Murray was still thin and had the same outfit. He had a bag over his head, and they went with someone younger, and they make matters worse. Murray told me the guy who got hired called him up and said, how should I play this? So Murray got mad at them and all of a sudden he's in the movie. So he's like a talking head in the movie. So, uh, but I mean, how unfair is that? We want to go with someone younger and the guy has a bag over his head. I had to stop him for putting a plastic bag over his head after that, but it didn't happen.
1: Holy crap. This is a rough business. This-
0: <laughs> it, it is. It is. Oh I don't know why anybody would go into it. You know, I, it's, I do a lot of, you know, teaching classes. I help out. They'll have me come in as the guest star or whatever. And the question I always ask the students is, find out why you're up there, because no one really asks themselves that. Why are you? Why are you up there? And you know, funny, it's all about the funny, and likability. You seem like a nice guy. You might have a couple jokes at work. So there, you're done. Thank
1: you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so, question for you. So, you did. You've actually done two movies with Linda Blair, right? You also did Repossessed with
0: Repossessed. The- I was in that uh,
1: with Leslie Nielsen.
0: Lastly, no, so I only had like a guest part uh, cameo okay. and I play a guy at the tour show as I think she goes by and uh, I I have a wife in the scene and the wife is Karen Knotts, who's Don Knotts uh, daughter. So I got nice. to work. So that's my Kevin Bacon number with Don Knotts is two. Nice. Or is that one?
1: I think you have yeah, one, one degree. One? Okay. Yeah. One degree. And then you were in the, um, one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> uh, Joe, Dirt. Joe Dirt.
0: Yep. <laughs> played man number one and everybody who saw the performance I was number two (laughs) but uh and you know I know David I used to give him rides from the airport before he became a star and stuff you know and I know Fred Wolf who wrote it with him and he's Fred and I started out together and they told me they they were going to have me come and audition for the part and just give me hell but they didn't so and I still get residual checks from that to this day like 36 bucks so it's been very profitable very profitable we're going on uh, 20 years I think can you believe how fast it goes,
1: for Joe Dirt?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: next year will fast be the twentieth anniversary. Yeah, yeah. You can do the tour. You can do the Comic Con circuits and stuff. Maybe. <laughs> uh,
0: hey, look, I'll do an odd craft <laughs> show. I don't care at this point. I'm selling my stuff on Macari. I hope we got some bids for the uh, the wacky pack, wacky packages. Yeah.
1: Well, everyone, definitely check out those wacky packages at the Macari, Macari show. I'll put you know, the link. Check out
0: the drive bar special. That's kind of cool. You know, I'm starting to get a, a, a few, I got 77,000 views in a couple of weeks just on the Goodwill Tour. So that's kind of cool.
1: That's awesome. They, def, everyone definitely check out the Dry Bar Special. It's Bob Zaney. The name of the special is, I think I handled that well. And it is, he handles it extremely well. Do you funny. want to know
0: what the backstory is on the title?
1: Well, you say it in the show. I know that. I
0: say it in the show because a little eight-year-old heckles me during a participation trophy joke.
1: And you like, you do the, the throwaway. Well, I think I handled that well.
0: Yeah. And I, it was just, I don't usually say that much. And my wife watched the special and said, well, that's the title. It's a good I title. I think it's the first project I've done where baby isn't in there.
1: That's right. You haven't said that once. Say it for me.
0: Baby! <laughs> there. I said it.
1: I appreciate it. I, appreciate I sprinkle
0: it. it in. That's all I do now.
1: And then are you still actively doing the zany report?
0: Uh, yeah. I call in about 20 stations a week. In fact, I did that today. And I, I go on Bob and Tom here or there. I, I did it for like 18 years every Tuesday. So that was enough. Bob and I both left at the same time.
1: Got it. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was, it's a funny bit. You do it in the special. Everyone, I'm not going to give any of it away. You go, you go listen to the dry bar special, everyone. Yep. And you, and you'll hear the zany report. It's hilarious. We might
0: be, I'm, I might be working on another special that's really COVID friendly and it's called I Am Essential. And uh, it's going to be a little more adult. So that you have uh, two to choose from.
1: Two to choose from.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: This, you can never have enough Bob Zaney. Thank well, you, Bob. Well, you can
0: actually. I know that's why I've gotten rid of all my mirrors, that and I'm a vampire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was a blast. I appreciate you doing my little show and Thank I look you. forward
0: to you uh, skyrocketing. Have you thought about getting like a corporate sponsor for the curtain? <laughs> you know, maybe have a nicer curtain with a with a logo and make some money.
1: Well, it is an audio-only podcast, Bob. So I'm not—I don't worry about the backdrop as much.
0: You don't—it's only audio for the podcast, and we're doing a Zoom call.
1: That's because that was the only technology you could do, Bob.
0: No, I could, <laughs> i could actually call you on the phone. That's what I offered.
1: I don't have this is—I don't have a way to record on the I was phone. I'm wearing my say? best.
0: I'm wearing my best baseball cap with no logo, and this is how I'm treated.
1: Yes, I appreciate you throwing on the good hoodie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you look great, too. You got a hoodie, too. What's wrong with you? Why do you mock your guests like this, Jeff? It's not right. You should care about your guests. This is, my time's very valuable during the COVID-19 shutdown.
1: Yes, I understand you could be doing this or streaming our show for the third time. And I appreciate you choosing me, Bob. I do.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I, do. I, I You're on the list today, okay? Let's just be <laughs> honest. Let's not push it. How do you pronounce your last name? Waskin. Waskin, so something silent, isn't it?
1: Dwa, like dwa, and then yeah, skin. But, the word skin, okay. and then dwa, dwa.
0: Dwa skin. Okay, the, the D isn't silent. Okay.
1: No. I always be... hate
0: those words where the one of the letters are silent, and I'm going, why have it? Yeah. Isn't that a waste of her time? Like Frugerville, outside of Austin, Texas. It's spelled with a P, but you don't pronounce the P. You pronounce the F before the P. Does that make a lot of sense? That's insane,
1: so. Bob. It's absolutely BobZaney. insane.
0: Com and on the Twitter, at Bob Zaney. Bob on the Instagram.
1: That's how you keep up with Bob Zaney on the socials, everybody. Thank you very much, Bob. I can't thank you enough for coming on my show.
0: Yeah, I bet you say that to all the guests.
1: I do, but I only meant it to you.
0: Oh, (laughs) baby!
1: And it's good seeing you again, and I'm sure it's good for you to see me for the first time again.
0: By the way, this is the (laughs) look. yeah, because we work together. Yeah, bastard! You know those are small rooms over there. I know what you're talking about. It's the uh, rhinos, right? Yeah. Rhinos pub, and it's you have to hide in the back. And you probably were selling crap, and I didn't care for that.
1: No, 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 no! I always respected yeah. the headliner. Let you sell whatever you got. You gotta you you came all the way from Louisiana.
0: <laughs> yeah, Louisiana. Very good call, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen who are listening to the podcast right now. That's a callback. Thank you very much, Jeff. You're the best, baby.
1: Thank you, Bob. You're the best. Bye-bye.
0: All right. How fun was that? Bob Zaney is awesome.
1: You definitely got to check out his Dry Bar special. Download the Dry Bar app and it's free and you can watch it. It's really, really, really funny. Go buy something on his Macari site. He's got lots of really clever, fun stuff that he sells there. I'll put all the links in the show notes so you can get in touch with Bob. And he loves it if you contact him every single day. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah, he told me to get a sponsor. I got a sponsor for the backdrop. So it's all good. It's all good, everyone. And you know what else is all good? I'll tell you, it's time for the Hashtag Roundup Trend of the Week. Yeah, all right, Bob Zaney into the garage sales. So I dug through the archives and found Hashtag Garage Sale Songs. That's right, Garage Sale Songs, the ultimate song and garage sale item mashup. Brought to you by Young at Heart Tags on Hashtag Roundup. All right, let's get into it right away. Hashtag Garage Sale Songs signs signs everywhere signs of course i else do you know what everything costs anything by adam antiques <laughs> of course who let the price drop who, 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 who buying eyes they're watching you dollar back girl <laughs> hit me with your best bargain yes the pat benatar classic Uptown junk <laughs> Uptown Junker. Anything by 50 Cent? Wake me up before you bogo. go <laughs> You gotta fight for your right to rummage. <laughs> Highway to Hello Kitty. Girls just wanna have deals. Back on the cheap gold-tone chain gang. These are great songs. I would listen to all these. Gently use. Hammer time. And that's it. Hashtag garage sale songs. Another trend is in the books. Look for all those tweets at Jeff Dewaskin Show. Follow hashtag roundup at hashtag roundup on Twitter. Play along and you never know when your tweets might show up on a future Jeff DeWoskin Show podcast. You'll be the envy of the world. Well, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Jeff Duoskin Show. Don't be sad. It's over. Just be happy we had this time together. Thank you for joining me, Jeff Dewaskin, on the Jeff Duoskin Show. This has been episode 27. Please subscribe, like, share, tell all your friends about the Jeff Duoskin Show. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Even if it's a stranger, you walk up to him and say, Excuse me, sir. I see you enjoy Pringles. Have you ever... Considered listening to the Jeff Tawaskin Show podcast. Does he like Pringles? I have no idea. But I just noticed you had them, and I thought you might have those things in common. Just you can adapt that script however you need to. Get the word out. I'm counting on you, and I'll see you
0: next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Jeff Dwoskin Show with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. Now go repeat everything you've heard and sound like a genius. Catch us online at thejeffdwaskinshow.com or follow us on Twitter at Jeff Dwoskins Show, And we'll see you next time.